Ah, yes, Monday morning in Washington. And crazy is off the chain again and on the loose. I'm back in the saddle. After a week in the United States of America. Anyone else spend any time in the United States of America lately? Very nice. I uh, joined family and friends in beautiful downtown South Haven, Michigan, along the beautiful sandy shores of Lake Michigan, one of our great lakes. Boy, let me tell you something. These lakes are great, too. They're Had a wonderful time. Got a whole lot of stories to tell. I'm in the market for a new wedding ring. What? My wedding ring came off in Lake Michigan while throwing a frisbee back and forth with my my brother, one of my Chicago brothers. But it was uh, beautiful. It was uh, I think it was uh, 82 degrees and sunny and no humidity uh, all day and all night long. That's right. The sun was up all night long. It was uh, it was beautiful. Uh, and uh, wonderful stuff, and and I'm going to talk about uh, beautiful Michigan and the great American Midwest and the United States of America and Americans a little bit later on in the show uh, because my vacation was uh, was great. It was something to write home about. It was wonderful. And it turns out that Americans are still good and decent people. It's just Washingtonians and New Yorkers that are massive rectal apertures every time you look up. And uh, not nice people. These are people who are not famous for being nice people in Washington, D.C. and New York. And then there is California. You know, what it is is the left. And a big question while we were in Michigan and since we got back with my neighbors and so on, and that is whether people in the Midwest have gotten nicer or whether people on the East Coast have gotten meaner. And uh, there is almost universal agreement as to what's going on there. So I want to get into that a little bit later on. But, But first... Gosh, uh, gone for a week and a whole lot has happened uh, since, I, uh, since I went away a week ago last Friday to the, uh, to the heartland. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with Joe Biden and his corrupt Biden organized crime syndicate family and uh, more has been learned. And uh, there's a lot to talk about. John Solomon, Just the News, uh, great reporter, investigative journalist, Washington, D.C. Uh, amazing stories about um, the... Joe Biden had a secret phone when he was vice president, and it was uh, paid for by one of their shell companies, this Rosemont Seneca uh, firm that paid for vice president, then vice president, Joe Biden's cellular telephone. And that's the one that uh, Hunter was calling him on from business meetings in Dubai with Ukrainians and and uh, so on. And uh, when he's meeting with Chinese, hey, I'll call my dad on the secret phone. That's uh, not. And, and also, I've heard a lot of people talk about this over the weekend, Joe Biden's secret telephone, his secret cell phone uh, on which he would take calls from Hunter Biden no matter what day or night, because he always, you know, had it at his bedside table and in his pocket. And any time crackhead called, um, they, he had to he had to take the call because it's about the family business, you know, which is selling influence in the United States of America. Uh, for millions and millions of dollars to overseas oligarchs and, uh, you know, Chinese communists. But pay no attention to that. John Solomon, uh, you may have seen this story. He actually got the phone number and uh, for Joe Biden's secret cell phone, and he called it, and Joe Biden answered. Now, do you remember uh, something that occurred to me yesterday when I was listening to people talking about this on the Sunday talk shows and so on? 
um, which I have to watch. Otherwise, nobody would. Uh, and it's and you know honestly, most of the time I can miss them too because they're not what they used to be by a long shot. But uh, Joe Biden and the and the cell phone. I got to. You remember when Barack Obama became president and he insisted first time uh, for anyone. He insisted that he have a cell phone and be able to carry a cell phone with him because he was thoroughly modern Millie before thoroughly modern Millie was thoroughly modern Millie at the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And, uh, and it was a big deal. It was a news story for months because they so adore Barack Obama in a sexual way, the news media does. They so adore him. They so worship him. They, they long to brush up against the hem of his garment. And uh, then they'll never bathe again. They're like teenagers touching Elvis Presley. And, uh, and, and they made a big deal about, about um, Barack Obama's cell phone and how it had to go to the CIA, where you may remember he appointed that communist voter, uh, John Brennan, penitentiary face Brennan, to be the CIA director. Uh, and it had to go to the NSA and it had to go to the Secret Service to make sure that his cell phone was highly secure, highly secure, uh, secured cell phone in President of the United States. Well, Joe Biden had a burner phone that his crackhead son got him in between stops with Russian hookers, you know, but pay no attention to that. So we got that going for us. And uh, yeah, John Solomon, he got the number. The number was uh, provided a documents on Capitol Hill. Hey, let's call this Joe Biden's secret cell phone number and see what happens. And Joe Biden picks up because he thinks it's Hunter in the middle of a crack deal with Chinese communists or something like that. Pretty amazing stuff. And um, and then, of course, the Jim Jordan letter, the uh, uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, the bombshell letter from Biden to Devin Archer proves that everything Joe Biden's been telling us about their business dealings, big lie. Devin Archer, of course, testified last week, not in open session, pathetically, but behind closed doors to Congress last week while I was in Michigan. And uh, and all kinds of amazing stuff was learned, all kinds of amazing things. And, uh, and, you know, there uh, some truth got out. And the left hates that. Boy, do they hate that. They really despise the truth. They're anti-truth. They're the left. And that means the Democrat Party in the United States of America. But I've got a lot for you on the Devin Archer testimony and, and what, was, uh, what was learned, much of what was learned. A great deal was learned. I will share what I can with you today. And Jim Jordan with this letter from Joe Biden, uh, Dear Devin, it begins, like they're dating, or uh, he wants to date, and uh, dear Devin. And he goes on about the business connections, and Jim Jordan points out what is obvious when you see the letter, and that is that everything that Joe Biden has been saying about not talking to his son about the businesses and, and all of that is just a big lie, a, a huge, gigantic, fatuous lie that has been exposed, uh, not that the Washington Post cares. However, the Washington Post did hit Biden with, Biden with four Pinocchios, um, and in fact, they've hit him with four Pinocchios a couple of times lately because it becomes too embarrassing to carry this bucket of swill for a lunch bucket, Joe Biden, knowing that it's so flagrantly false and has been debunked and disproven. And, and the Washington Post, the New York Times, they'll, they'll carry the water for as long as they can until it becomes, this is one of my rules, until it becomes so humiliating that it's embarrassing for them to continue to parrot this obviously false line about, you know, the Hunter Biden laptop is uh, um, not really Hunter Biden's laptop. You know, they, they tried that for a couple of years, I think, at the Washington Post because they lie with great ease and alacrity. But they had to give uh, Lunchbucket Joe four Pinocchios. They, 
a couple of times lately. Four Pinocchios for falsely claiming Hunter never made money from China. Then Hunter said, oh, yeah, we made millions uh, from China. And, you know, millions from the Russian widow of the late and former mayor of Moscow with his Putin connections. And so on. never mind that. And then um, a bottomless Pinocchio. I, I pulled up the old bottomless Pinocchio from Joe Biden, too. And we got uh, we got that going. Uh, so Joe Biden is a big fat liar and uh, and he's brain damaged. And that's going to be the excuse they fall back on is that his brain doesn't work as designed. So it's not his fault. We just elected a moron. And uh, that's going to be part of the thing. Uh, and also, we got the uh, secretary of the Department of Energy under Joe Biden. Turns out she has had uh, a lot of communication with the Chinese energy chief there. Uh, and then, you know, we're turning over fuel from our strategic petroleum reserve to the communist Chinese. And Joe Biden's, um, you know, Joe Biden's uh, uh, energy secretary is on the horn with the Chinese communist energy chief. And they're, they're cutting deals. You know, they're talking. They're making stuff happen. Uh, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing stuff. So we got that going for us. And there's, uh, there's a lot more because there is a Democrat judge. A Demo- and she's a Democrat first and a judge second. Tanya Chutkin. Tanya Chutkin has now put um, President Trump and his attorneys in something of a, a squeeze play, a vice. And uh, the Democrats are coming after free speech again because they call themselves Democrats, but they're really not. They're leftists. They're not liberals. They're leftists. And they don't believe in the First Amendment. And they don't believe in, believe in free speech. And, you know, the uh, great old American axiom, I may disagree with what you have to say, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it, is not something that the Democrat Party subscribes to anymore. They used to not so long ago, really just before Obama came along. Uh, the Democratic Party was much more democratic than it is now. But keep in mind, the Democratic Party isn't. Friendly fire isn't. Common courtesy isn't. Uh, but the Democrat Party certainly is not uh, democratic at this point in American history. Tanya Chutkin. Uh, and I read story after story. This is the judge that that is uh, the Democrats have gone to this Obama-appointed judge. And I'm going to keep saying that because nobody in the news media is pointing out that I point this out all the time because it's true. And that's what I do. I point out stuff that's true. And uh, then, you know, the Democrats lie about it, and that means the news media too. But this Tanya Chutkin woman is the the judge in the midst of the latest effort to by the so-called Democrat Party to crush the free speech of Donald John Trump, the former president of the United States, possible future president of the United States, running against Joe Biden. And President Trump uh, has been very vocal in the last several days in particular that the Biden administration— is using the Justice Department to come after him, to target him as the number one political rival to the current president of the United States, which uh, brings to mind the fact that Vlad the Impaler Putin in communist Russia just had one of his adversaries thrown in jail for 19 years. One of Vlad the Impaler Putin's, a a, a critic of uh, Putin named Navalny, was thrown in prison for 19 years because that's what communists do. Uh, and uh, Navalny now in the slammer, and they're not gonna they're not gonna let him go. He'll probably die in there, maybe sooner rather than later. 
It's kind of like a may turn out to be a Jeffrey Epstein style story. These are the kinds of things that we used to be able to laugh at in the United States of America and, uh, you know, say, uh, you know, uh, I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. And uh, and we would see things like uh, the Kremlin critic Navalny convicted of extremism, same word that the Democrats are using to describe everybody that's not a leftist looter who burns police cars. Those are the extremists, the people that don't burn police cars. Amazing stuff. So the Kremlin, uh, Putin critic, Kremlin critic Navalny, convicted of extremism, kind of a vague charge, and sentenced to 19 years. And uh, the Republicans, some Republicans, and President Trump are raising eyebrows and saying, you know, what kind of a country are we? I'm thinking of starting a new segment on the big radio broadcast um, that will be something like, um, you know, you know, you, you know, you're a redneck if, you know, you know, that's uh, the what's his name, uh, Jeff Foxworthy does the, you know, you might be a redneck or you, you know you're a redneck if. Um, I might start a, a segment called, uh, you might be a third world country if. You might be a third world country if. And, um, you know, you might be a third world country if the President of the United States uses his Justice Department to imprison or at least to try to imprison his number one political rival. And President Trump, of course, because Democrats, President Trump is now facing... How many? Uh, 78 different charges in three different cases brought by Democrats in D.C. and Florida in New York. And uh, if convicted of all of these crimes, he could be sentenced to 641 years in prison, making Putin and the Kremlin look moderate by comparison. And we still haven't gotten to the radical left-wing extremist prosecutor in Atlanta, Georgia, who's planning on bringing more charges against uh, President uh, President Trump, because you might be a third world country if you really might be. But this this uh, judge, Tanya Chutkin, I read article after article after article, and none of the articles mention that uh, the woman in the middle of this really heated political case is an Obama-Biden appointee. She was appointed by the Obama-Biden administration. And she's being called upon to recuse herself, but she's a leftist, so she won't. And I looked her up yesterday, did a little bit of research. Turns out that Tanya Chutkin's grandfather was the founder of the, the lead socialist party in Jamaica. Her grandfather, leader of the socialist party in Jamaica. You know, you got to keep in mind that Obama chose the communist party voter penitentiary face Brennan to be the CIA director. And then we saw the CIA being abused and corrupted all over the place by the commie voter. He voted for Gus Hall, a perennial communist party candidate for president. And of course they brought in Van Jones to the white house, very proudly announcing he was a self-described communist at the time too. And now the judge in whose hands this matter lies until 5 PM today, the granddaughter of the founder of the socialist party, the lead socialist party in Jamaica. And uh, she's not going to recuse herself. Jack Smith keeps showing up when the Democrats find themselves in trouble, the special counsel. I've got an update for you on that. And crime in Washington, D.C. going crazy because, you know you know why, Jeff? Democrats. We're at 888-630-9625. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show.
Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. So, uh, you know, we've got, um, it's like uh, Mel Brooks in History of the World Part 1 talking about corruption. Corruption, corruption, corruption. Goes all the way to the palace. Boy, when you die at the palace, you really die at the palace. But it's not limited to the palace. That'd be the White House, of course. And and um, in Washington, D.C., we got a lot of crazy going on and, and across the country as well. But in Washington, D.C., I noticed this when I was on vacation, the Mexican embassy, that is the uh, embassy of the nation of Mexico in Washington, D.C., the consulate here has warned Mexican citizens about crime in D.C. They put out an official warning. We do this sometimes. I, you know, don't go to Sarajevo when, uh, you know, the Serbs have snipers in the hills. Uh, don't go to uh, 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 Rwanda. Uh, when the uh, the Hutus are slaughtering the Tutsis. And now the Mexican consulate warns citizens in D.C. about crime here, and with good reason. A couple of the headlines that I found uh, this morning. Three killed, four hospitalized in shooting in Anacostia. Three killed in D.C. shootings that police call, quote, senseless act of violence, end quote. Do you really have to say that it's a senseless act of violence when three people are murdered? Or you think maybe it made sense? Is that uh, a possibility here? Also, surge of homicides in D.C. leaves 13 dead in the first five days of August. Honestly, it's a war zone. You know why? Because Democrats have waged war on the police and they're pro-crime. The Democrat Party is actually the pro-crime party. And they're uh, therefore pro-criminal as well. Uh, I've got an update for you on uh, some of this. And and what one of our brilliant city council members had to say about this, he's got a plan. This is the Chris Plant Show. I got uh, naturally uh, transgender news for you today. I don't say trans because trans is a uh, prefix that can be applied in a great many circumstances. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, August is Pride Month. What? It's American Pride Month. I'm just going to call it Pride Month, though, because it's American Pride Month. 
August is American Pride Month. You can be proud to be an American all August long because, yeah, and you see the story out of Great Britain, the transgender uh, person who's suing for his testicles. He's got to go to court, try to get his testicles back because his boyfriend has his testicles. That's, I'm not making this up. This is what the Democrat Party has done. This is uh, it's what the left has done. And we had that soccer game yesterday, too, with, uh, you know, the... Uh, it's. I feel bad for the women on the soccer team that are normal and respectful and behave as adults behave. And then this Megan Rapinoe person who just blew it yesterday for the American team. She thinks that men should be playing. I, uh, I uh, remember, remember there was this episode where the women's team, our national team, played a bunch of 15-year-old boys, and the boys just whooped them. Um, and so we got updates on uh, some of that stuff, too. Yes, sir. And uh, they got another, the Democrats have another uh, a man playing tennis as a woman and again mopped the floor with all the women and uh, uh, went home with the trophy. And the Democrats applaud that. And Megan Rapino says that men should play against women in soccer, uh, forgetting the fact that they were beat by a bunch of 15-year-old boys. What are you, like a freshman in high school uh, when you're 15, maybe a sophomore in high school when you're 15 years old? Beat the greatest team, America, uh, women's team that America could field. Uh, pretty amazing stuff. But let's get back to the crime and mayhem in Washington, D.C., because the Democrats did this. Democrats love crime and Democrats love criminals. There is no other possible explanation for their behavior and their policies, right? But um, here's, a, here's a Newsweek magazine story from April. Crime is making Americans flee Democratic states. What is this? It's a, it's a, I was doing research yesterday and I found this article from April Newsweek, so-called magazine. James Bickerton typed the story. Crime is making Americans flee Democratic states. And uh, the population of traditionally Republican states have grown, right? And uh, while several Democrat states have seen declines in population, U.S. Census Bureau data shows uh, surprise, surprise. You guys weren't aware of this, huh? You got to go find a government agency to tell them it's true. Many of those uh, leaving cited law and order, politics, the cost of living, you know, taxes and everything else as uh, factors. By the way, gasoline prices are up another, th- what is it? Uh, is it 30 cents in the last month? Uh, gas prices up again. I'll get to that. I've got that story with me today as well. Because Joe Biden's energy policies are third world. You might be a third world country if. California especially suffering the highest taxes, crime, and homelessness. What, uh, you don't want to live in a crime-ridden, homeless, mental, it's an open-air mental asylum. It's a a turn of phrase that I've been using because it's accurate. Open-air mental asylums like San Francisco and and New York City and Washington, D.C., for that matter. And then the murders happen at, at a war zone rate. And uh, you know what they decided to do? Well, wait till you hear what Trayon Martin has proposed here in Washington, D.C. Member of the city council, not the brightest bulb, I'm uh, telling you. So some experts, they always talk to experts, told Newsweek magazine, it's part of a longer-term trend. It's part of a longer-term trend. The influx of people from blue states is turning some traditionally Republican states purple because they want more murder and more carjackings and more crime 
and stuff. And again, I woke up this morning and I was being bombarded. And believe it or not, on the front page of the Washington Post, they actually have this story. D.C. toll above the fold, colon, they love their colons, 13 slain in first five days of August in Washington, D.C. You know, we're a, a, a city of 650,000 people, not the biggest city in the country by a long, long shot. But residents uh, uh, look to police and city officials, but shootings unchecked. So a surge of shootings in D.C. that left 13 people dead in the first five days of August has rattled neighborhoods from Adams Morgan to Anacostia. With each new victim a grim reminder of the city's failure to contain violent crime. Nothing officials try seems to have had much effect. Well, that's because they defund the police. They demonize the police. I told you a story uh, that on uh, Memorial Day, I was hanging out with a number of police officers, um, current and former police officers in Washington, D.C., at D.C. Metropolitan Police. And I was told, and my best girl and I were told down on the mall, hanging out with uh, people, that, um, you know, you're D.C. police. You get a, you know, a call to go to. You, you take your time. And when you get there, you don't want to be aggressive in policing because the Democrat Party will lynch you from a tree. And so there are no high-speed chases to get the bad guys, which they've banned. Uh, you won't uh, chase people through the city on if they're on motorcycles or something and they just shot somebody or robbed someplace because the cops are the bad guys thanks to the Democrats. And then, very predictably, I'm not Nostradamus, but I predicted long ago, this will obviously lead to a spike in homicides and who will mostly be murdered, young black men. And, and sure enough, though I'm not Nostradamus, everything that I predicted long ago has certainly come to pass. And what are the Democrats doing about it? Well, they're, it seems, mostly brain damaged, so they're not doing anything intelligent about it. They're blaming the place. They're attacking the place they're doing. Now, that's the front page of the Washington Post. So 13 murders, first five days of, of August. It's pretty amazing, pretty amazing stuff. Also, the front page of the Washington Times today, the Washington P Times today, um, they've got carjacking in D.C., just a game to juveniles without fear of judicial consequence. That's because they're pro-crime. The Democrats run the city, and that means they're running it into the side of a mountain because that's what they do. Uh, they're not on our side. For how long have I been saying that, Jeff? Jeff Wolf is in today for Michael Piercy, who is also on vacation. He's at the beach with his uh, loving family. Oh, he sent some funny stuff along, too, that I'm going to try to share with you. So they've got, uh, what, uh, uh, three killed, two wounded. We've got an increase of homicide rates, about 22% so far this year versus this date last year. And carjackings are off the charts, and they're juveniles. And they're like, well, you know, you're a kid. They're not going to put you in jail. They're not really going to do anything. So, uh, you know, shoot them, kill them, drag them to death, which uh, the teenagers have done. Two teenage girls dragged that immigrant man to death. Um, he was an Uber driver, and they murdered him. And this is uh, our nation's capital in the United States of America. Now, with the homicides and the record stuff, just just crazy stuff, The uh, what, what do the Democrats have in mind? Well, 
Let's go to uh, probably, I think, my favorite Washington, D.C. city council member because, you know, he's, uh, he's so good. He's great. He, uh, his name is Trayon White. You may remember Trayon White. We have some Trayon White audio. Trayon White is a Democrat, a virulent anti-Semite, which is very, very common for Democrats today. They are the party of anti-Semites, and they're, they say they're anti-Zionist, which means they want to eliminate the state of Israel. Um, the safe haven for the Jewish people. But guess who's coming for him? The Democrat Party and, and the left in the United States of America. If you're Jewish and you, and you vote Democrat, you're out of your mind. Uh, uh, let me just uh, say, you know, if, you know, maybe you're anti-Zionist too. Me, I'm a Zionist. I believe in the legitimacy of the state of Israel and the need for the state of Israel. Uh, and I will uh, fight to protect the state of Israel. But that's that's me. The Democrats, not so much, including so many members of the squad, you know. But the, uh, the Democrats, they love crime. They love criminals. They despise the police. They have neutered the police. They have defunded the police in Washington and elsewhere. And we have seen homicide and other crime rates skyrocket in the places where they have defunded the police and demonized the police. And again, talk to any police officer. Are you, are you uh, policing as aggressively as you were a few years ago? No, no, I'm not, they'll tell you. Why? Well, because they know that they're living on borrowed time and that the Democrats in charge of these cities will lynch them with a rope and a tree as soon as the opportunity presents itself. Now, Trayon White, you may remember Trayon White. He made a video of himself driving in Washington, D.C., and it was winter time. And uh, it started to snow, which happens here in the Mid-Atlantic region. And Trayon White made a video of himself proving what a moron he is and then posted the video proving what an idiot he is. <laughs> he had to do both. And here's Trayon White on the Jews and the Rothschild family, European banking family, uh, being responsible for the weather and for the snow in Washington, D.C. And there's a big diabolical plan behind it. Man, it's just out of snowing out of nowhere this morning, man. Yeah, it's winter. I better pay attention to this climate control, man. Climate this control. climate manipulation. And D.C. keep talking about we're a resilient city. And that's a model based off the Rothschilds controlling the climate to create natural disasters. They can pay for it and own the cities, man. Be careful. Be careful. Definitely be careful. I take his advice. Be careful. But you should be careful uh, when it comes to Democrats roaming the city shooting people. Stop shooting people, Democrats. Please, I implore you, stop shooting people. So the surge of shootings in Washington, D.C. that left 13 people dead in the first five days of August rattled neighborhoods from Adams Morgan to Anacostia. Each new victim, a grim reminder of the city's failure to contain violent crime. But the, um, <laughs> the, the July began with 10 killings in the first five days, 10 murders in the first five days. That was July, and now uh, August begins with 13 people killed um, and uh, compared to 10 people killed in the first five days of last month. Now, the Washington Post naturally went to the anti-Semite uh, mental midget Trayon White to ask him, hey, everybody's getting murdered, and a whole lot of them are you're in your uh, district in uh, Ward 8. Uh, what do you think we should do about it? And here's what uh, Trayon White said after defunding the police, demonizing the police, vilifying the police, blaming the police. Here's what Tran White says. We need the National Guard in D.C. 
We need the national. So wait a minute. You defund the police. You uh, render the police ineffective. And then you call for a military occupation of the capital of the United States because what you did led to the predictable outcome, which anybody with two brain cells to rub together could have told you well in advance of your idiotic and Mayor Bowser, Muriel Bowser, another idiot, and they, hey, let's defund the police and see what happens. All right, I hope you attend all the funerals because you've got blood on your hands. And let me say this. If you're a Democrat and you vote Democrat, you've got blood on your hands. You're voting for this. You're voting for more murder. You're voting for more carjackings. You're voting for more criminals on the street. You're voting for more people to be beaten over the head and robbed. And uh, you're voting for more carjackings and more more, uh, sexual assaults and for more everything terrible. So we need the National Guard in D.C., says Treon White. He says the crime is out of control and getting worse by the day, Treon White. Are the Rothschilds responsible, Treon? Because it could be part of their sinister, diabolical Jewish plot to lead to murders in Washington, D.C. He then said kids and innocent people are getting killed. See, he gets the papers. It's becoming status quo with no end in sight, recently learned the term status quo. D.C. has recorded at least 158 homicides this year. You know, our last year in Afghanistan under President Trump, I think we had three or four uh, killed in action in Afghanistan and occupying military force. At D.C. is 61 square miles, if you don't count the rivers, uh, the watery parts. D.C. has recorded at least 158 homicides this year. Let's go look at the uh, uh, composition of the this population of 158 homicide victims. According to a police spokesman, an increase of about 22% over this time in 2022. That's last year. That puts the city on a trajectory for its deadliest year in two decades, the Washington Post says. Homicides have actually dropped in other major cities, including Bodymore Murderland, uh, Chiracistan, Chicago, uh, New York City, and Philadelphia, where homicide rates have dropped. But um, boy, in D.C. And then what does Trayon White want to do? A Democrat city council anti-Semite. We need the National Guard in D.C. because that's the solution, a military occupying force in the capital of the United States of America because the Democrat Party, when they fail, they come up with another tragically flawed idea to fix their own failures. And then the United States, honestly, you might be a third world country if your capital is occupied by the military and military vehicles with military rifles and military uniforms and helmets because... You know, Treyon, the problem is not our guns, it's your sons. The problem is not our guns, it's your sons. It's not the Second Amendment, it's the left. And they're accelerating the pace at which America is becoming a third world country. The Mexican consulate has warned its citizens about how dangerous it is to be in Washington, D.C. This is because of the Democratic Party, so-called. 
There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. All right, so much crazy to get to, and only two more hours to go. Uh, a lot has happened since I left, and a lot happened over the weekend. With that, uh, Jeff, let's go to the telephones. Let's go to Tony calling from Tampa, Florida. Tony, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Thank you, Chris. I just want to say uh, something about that women's soccer team. I'm glad they lost, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, the, the, the women's soccer player, Rapino, she takes a knee during the national anthem. That's like giving the middle singer. The United States military, the flag and the national anthem. And it wasn't for the United States military, the flag and the national anthem. 90% of the world will be enslaved by Hitler, Stalin, and Mao. You're a dig yourself, Rapino. Don't be a backstabbing stool pigeon. Thanks a lot, Chris. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Yeah, you know, honestly, the uh, you're you're right. Of course, this uh, Megan Rapino person who, you know, as a purple hair, thinks that men should be playing in the women's soccer league, which I, you know I think would be fun. I think it'd be funny, uh, sort of, given that a bunch of high school boys uh, beat the women's national team like uh, you know like they uh, had one leg, uh, and and it was an embarrassment for all of them. Uh, Megan Rapino is an appalling joke. Also. There was a uh, photo making the rounds yesterday. It was Sweden, the women of uh, Sweden that beat the United States yesterday. I think the game was at 5 a.m. Eastern time or something, uh, playing in New Zealand. And um, our team, our uh, women, and I know that some of the young women on the American team are perfectly normal, wholesome, healthy um, players. But uh, I got to, the organization has to flush and start over again. Because these political extremists, these radicals, and then Megan Rapino missed, what was it, a penalty kick? And she missed the net by a mile. And uh, and then she did an interview afterward, Megan Rapino. She doesn't have a lot of fans, at least among normal people. Remember normal. Um, and she did an interview afterward, asked what her proudest, her proudest moment was playing for the U.S. women's national team. She said it was getting more money for the players, uh, even though their games don't make that much money. It's a socialist construct that she successfully advocated for. And they don't earn the money, but they get it from somebody else. Um, A lot of people are not unhappy that the American women lost. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on a sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.